This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is hard sometimes, and there are many pathways in navigating the inevitable ups and downs of life. In riding these waves, I look to my yoga practice and also therapy. We all go through tough times like big life changes, periods of instability, conflict, or loss. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist entirely online, which is very convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Take the questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And if it's not the right match for you, no worries. You can change your therapist for no additional charge. Sometimes getting started in therapy is the hardest part. To make it a little bit easier, go to the link provided in the show notes or go to visit betterhelp.com slash yoga and podcast today to get 10% off your first month. Popping out in the sun, we welcome everyone. Gave a hundred and one, the goal is having fun. I'm happy, like I told ya. I'm stretching now, doing yoga, not stopping till it's over. Don't want the day to be done. I'm happy, like I told ya. I'm stretching now, doing yoga, not stopping till it's over. to Yoga and Podcast. This show highlights the science and brings the magic of yoga and mind-body practices down to earth for the everyday person to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Ashley Weber, a yoga and Pilates teacher and forever student who is oh so curious about all things yoga and. I'm super excited to share with you this upcoming conversation. Now let's sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode, y'all. She is a therapeutic yoga teacher here to share her knowledge and experiences with cannabis. She is a certified ganja yoga teacher and trained in the trauma conscious yoga method. She'll help us to understand the relationship between cannabis and yoga and how to approach an elevated yoga practice. Please welcome back to the show, Anna Gingrich. Hey, Anna, how are you? Hello, Ashley, I'm doing really well today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm super excited about this conversation today. Uh, You presented me with this topic and it took me a minute to understand and I am I love learning about this stuff. So thank you for sharing your knowledge. Of course. Yeah, I think I floated this idea to you like over a year ago where I was like, if you ever want to talk about this, we can talk about this. And you were like, okay. And when you came to me, I was like, it's time. It's time to talk about it. So I'm really excited. Yeah. So I think we'll we'll dive right in. Um, let's talk about you and your initial relationship with cannabis? Um, So for me, my relationship with cannabis feels like probably a lot of people's. Like the first time that I ever used it, I was a lot younger. I think I was in like eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And it was really experimental at that point. Like I wasn't really actively using it um, for any specific purpose. It wasn't until 
I got a little bit older, like just past high school and then through college where I was using it more regularly and I would describe my relationship with it to be somewhat of an over-reliance, although it wasn't apparent to me at mm -hmm. the time. This is all in retrospect that I can say, oh yeah, this is kind of how I would define this phase and relationship mm -hmm. to this plant. Um, then in 2018, 2019, I took time off where I wasn't using it at all. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until like late 2019 where I welcomed it back into my life, back into my experience in a much more conscious and much more mindful way. So that is where we are now and why I feel comfortable and excited to talk about it because my relationship with this plant has evolved a lot over the years and I know that some people haven't even really had the opportunity for their relationship to evolve. To evolve. I think a lot mm -hmm. of people have difficult experiences or overwhelming experiences or anxiety inducing experiences and don't have the tools or the support to be able to try again in a different way mm -hmm. in a more mindful way um, and having the support to allow them to like experience all the really great benefits that are there so yeah well when our conversation on the phone you know leading up to this interview I was I had some difficult experiences with cannabis and so I was delighted to hear that this can evolve and you can add mindfulness to it. It really piqued my interest. Okay, so how did you find ganja yoga and what was your first experience like? So like I mentioned before, it was like late 2019 when I was about to go into my room and like mm -hmm. do my yoga practice. I had been a yoga teacher for like a year, a little less than a year at that point, right? Mm -hmm. So my home practice was like very important to me. And all of a sudden I felt this like call or this pull to like re-engage. Like I had cannabis, but I just wasn't using it and mm -hmm. it was fine. And this day it was like, you know, you need to go get high. You need to go get high. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> are we sure like I I knew that the first time that I was going to do it again it was going to be for a purpose I just didn't know what it was yet mm -hmm. right and so I'm like okay well I guess I'll just do that then so I go and then I go to my mat and I proceed to have like one of the most experience uh, spiritual experiences of my whole life like really thus far um, what I know now is that I experienced a healing, like a complete activation and healing of my root energy space. I didn't know that at the time. I wasn't mm. aware, but I can identify like where in my body I was experiencing the healing, where the energy was coming up and where it was moving to. Wow. Um, it was a huge theme just around safety. It was a huge mm. theme around safety. Um, so if anybody's familiar with chakras or um, energy centers. That's a really big theme for the root center. It's kind of what it's all about. Stress, safety. Um, so it was a, I don't know how long I was there. I don't know how long I was there and I don't know how it started and I don't know how it ended, but I kept repeating to myself this like mantra. I had this like Rolodex in my brain and my mind of all of these memories and all these times where like I didn't feel safe and I felt like I was in these 
scary situations mm. and circumstances in my life. And the previous relationship that I was in, I had a lot of those experiences. I didn't mm. see them as that at that time, but it was uh, many years, like five plus years where I was consistently in situations and environments and around people that didn't feel safe to me. Mm. And it took a huge toll on my health. But again, I don't know this at the time. It's only in retrospect that I can see this. So as I'm going through these images, I'm feeling this energy rushing through my body. This mantra comes up and it's just like, I have to keep repeating to myself, like I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe. And I'm like bawling, I have this strap, I'm like holding my leg out and this energy is moving from my root out through my foot and I'm like, I'm safe and I'm bawling. And it's just wow. this like wild thing that, you know, by the end of it, I felt like an extreme sense of peacefulness and calm, like my body had settled, my mind had settled, like I was definitely tapping back into the safety and ease of my present situation, because mm. I couldn't have said to myself, like, I am safe if I wasn't, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like this very big reminder of where I am now and what I'm doing now and this thing that I need to focus on and heal and that was the first time that I ever did it it was wow. <laughs> the first time <laughs> that's what's so crazy and why I was like oh my gosh like has anybody done this before what did I just do what has happened like I mm -hmm. had used this substance for so many years and yet never experienced it in this way. Yeah. And that's when I realized that this thing that I was doing and that I enjoyed mm -hmm. so much had some really wild benefits and like things to be explored. Mm -hmm. That is mm -hmm. so cool, so profound. Like I have tricep chills <laughs> right now I'm describing that. Um, so why do you think yoga and cannabis just go so well together like why is the combo why was that so that combination so potent that's a really good question actually because i think that if you ask different people you would get a lot of different answers mm -hmm. but the thing that feels true for me and that i think is a thread for a lot of people who do this practice is that in our normal life, like in our day-to-day -day conscious, regular existence, there can be this barrier that exists between your mind mm. and your emotions, right? Mm. They feel very separate. And oftentimes we, it is necessary and important to have that wall up, to have that distinction, depending on where you are and what you're doing. You can't always kind of live between or allow the emotions to come up. So. Mm. With cannabis, what ends up happening is that this wall turns more into like a really thin veil. Like it's just not so, there's less of a, there's more of an easy connection between the two. So this can cause a variety of experiences for people who smoke cannabis or who ingest it in whatever way, right? There's like a ton of different ways to use it, right? Not just mm -hmm. smoking it. Um, that's just what I usually do, so that's kind of why I always say it. <laughs> but, um, and what I mean by that is whatever emotional experiences you are having in your life and in your body, 
when you smoke or when you get high, that veil is going to become very thin and all of the sudden these emotions are going to more easily come up. Like you're going to have an e easier access to mm. them. And if you're not in a place or with people or in a situation where it feels safe to do that, to feel those things or address those things, this is where those feelings of anxiety can be start to become very strong, can start to become very... Um, like you can feel very isolated, you can feel scared, you can feel overwhelmed, right? It shows up in a lot of different ways, and this is how a lot of people will actually describe their first experience smoking, right? Because very rarely are you like on your best friend's couch, right, with like her cats and her plants, and you're like, okay, now we're gonna smoke a joint for the first time, and all you need to do is breathe, and we're gonna relax. We're going to relax, and if you feel uncomfortable, you can just lay down. No, okay, my first time smoking was out of a stinking Pepsi can, bro, with a group of, like, ten people. I have no idea who I was yeah. with. Like, and the first time you smoke, usually you also don't even get high. That's something that I found people is, like, resonant no matter who I talk to. Or they're like, the first time you try smoking, like, you don't even actually get high because you don't know what you're doing, and it's fine. Right? You don't know what you're doing. Um, but... The, the reason I bring this up is because very rarely is our experience, our first experiences, so safe. Mm -hmm. Oh, so safe. yeah, I can Rarely is it so that. safe, yeah. right? Um, and so this can make people say like, oh, no, well, I don't like the way it makes me feel, and I don't like what it does to me, and I don't, you know, all these, they can kind of point to these negative experiences that they've had. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you recognize and realize what the plant actually does, right? Because mm -hmm. cannabis is in the entheogen family, which is related to uh, psilocybin, also related to ayahuasca. Like ah. these are like, cannabis is like the closest one to us. It's the most like gentle variation is like a better way of saying it. Like it comes on quick, leaves quick, not like psilocybin and definitely not like ayahuasca, right? Yeah, but they yeah. are all in this family. They're all interrelated I as a see. psychedelic, as a sort of state altering or perspective or reality altering substance. Mm. And when you recognize it as such, when you <laughs> give it the respect that it deserves yeah. and understand how it affects you and how you want to work with it, um, you can engage with it in a much more conscious way, right? So mm -hmm. the flip side to that is considering the two main things, which are set and setting, mm. right? Mm. Setting, what are all these things outside of myself? Where am I? Who am I with? Um, how much time do I have, right? Is there something that I have to go to in an hour or two hours, right? Or yeah. do I have four hours or the rest of my day, right? To be able to relax into this experience. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's set, which is what you're coming in with within yourself. Mm. What's coming from your mind? What's coming from your heart? What's coming from your emotions? What's present here, right? Mm -hmm. So when you say, okay, I'm choosing my... I'm choosing a setting that feels safe. I'm aware of the set that I'm coming into, or maybe I'm not, but I'm willing to open myself up to it to see what's there. Yeah. That is then when you have the opportunity to use cannabis as a very valuable tool for your own growth path. 
Because mm. when we talk about how all how everything is stored in our bodies and like when we move our bodies, like energy moves, things change. And cannabis essentially allows us to more consciously engage with that process. Uh, if you've ever like gotten high and like felt the desire to move your body, like, oh, to stretch or like, oh, to do all these things. Now for years, I never really had that experience. Um, but once I entered the slower movement space, like with mm-hmm. yoga and things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, every time I would get high, I'd be like, oh my God, I just got to... I just got to move. I just got to take yeah. up space because you can feel your body. It deepens that connection. It deepens your connection to yeah. your emotions. It deepens your connection to your physical body. So consciously engaging with this practice of getting high and doing yoga practice, whether that be asana, whether that be meditation, whether that be pranayama, right? All of these different things can be enhanced if you mm. are conscious with how you're engaging. Mm, that is beautiful. That is, uh, that makes me want to try it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) mission accomplished. So uh, you mentioned (laughs) yoga practices. What type of yoga do you practice in ganja yoga? So there are many different, as probably everybody here knows, like many different styles and ways to practice yoga. So there's Mm -hmm. no specific way. In Mm -hmm. the Ganja Yoga teacher training, Mm -hmm. so that's led by Dee Dassault. She's the teacher who pioneered it here in the in North America. Oh. Um, so she started that in like 2009. She was like the first Ganja yoga teacher. And cool. so she's been doing it for a really long time. But in her training, one of the required readings that we have to complete before we even start mm-hmm. uh, is called Move Your DNA. So this is a book that's mm. about biomechanics. It's by uh, Katie Bowman. And all of her specific titles about who she is and what she does, I cannot offer that to you off of the top of my head. But she's really smart, and her uh, website is really awesome. But she's all about moving the body in new and different ways mm-hmm. in order to promote overall health, overall well-being of the physical, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's very much about the physical. And so when we get high and when our connection to our physical body is deepened, like, we can just feel things and sense things that we maybe wouldn't normally sense mm. so easily. That's really, it's, it's just, like, heightens it, right? This stuff is yeah. always already happening. Yeah. But you can connect with it more. You can mm-hmm. feel it more. Mm-hmm. So for that reason... Usually the practices that I will do and the practices that I'll do with other ganja yoga teachers as well are slower. Mm. So it's things like, you know, I'm a therapeutic yoga teacher, so I'm absolutely implementing therapeutic modalities like somatics and isometrics and myofascial release, like all these different pieces, right? But yin yoga, restorative yoga, that's like every week I'm doing that. (laughs) At least (laughs) once a week I'm doing these like elevated restorative sessions because they're so important and you know that feeling of like relaxation that you can also get you know people will often talk about like falling asleep or just feeling really tired like work with that work Mm. into that like engage with that in a different way like instead of just laying down and closing your eyes and trying to nap like coming into a supported child's pose for five minutes or you know Mm -hmm. for example there's about a million things you could do yeah Um, but the focus is to deepen and strengthen the sixth sense 
So it's our sixth sense now, formally. Mm. A number of years ago, the sense of interoception was added to the list. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Interoception is your awareness mm-hmm. of your inner body, where things are oh. inside of you, right? And so you already know, we already do that. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. It, in yoga, in Pilates, and all these different things, like we are already deepening our interoception. Um, so the practices that you do in elevated sessions, in ganja yoga sessions, mm-hmm. the purpose is to deepen that, to explore that, uh, because it's not about doing the most. And there are some physiological things that happen, mm-hmm. right? This like parasympathetic activation that can happen mm. where you wouldn't really want to be like up and moving and doing a bunch of stuff. True. Like you really yeah. are trying to kind of wind the body down, wind the nervous system down, um, regulate all these mm. different things. So that is more of the route that we go down in ganja yoga practices it's just like slower more mindful no rush Mm -hmm. right pause feel think Mm -hmm. notice right you can even get into emotions and other things like that um Mm. so yeah it's rich that is and it's a variety it's still used to slower yoga is quite the variety Mm -hmm. still which i love Mm -hmm. and i love slower yoga all day what (laughs) yeah What do you say to those that are might be a little resistant to the idea of cannabis and had a negative experience? I mean, you touched on it earlier, mm-hmm. but like, what would you specifically tell them? What do I want to tell you now that I have this platform? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, you don't need it. Mm. First of all, you don't need cannabis you don't Mm -hmm. need it to be able to have these experiences in your yoga practice it's not required but it is actually something that has been around for a very very long time specifically cannabis and yoga Um, it is alluded to in the rig vedas there's this spiritual sacrament that is referred to as bang right b-h-a-n-g bang bong i learned it as bang and while the language doesn't specifically say like this is cannabis researchers and scholars have determined essentially that it's very likely that that's what it was right it's what they did so it does have Um, ties to spiritual practices and so it can be a spiritual experience if you want it to be but it doesn't have to be that Mm -hmm. and if you do not want to engage because of negative experiences right that's different than just never wanting to do it because you don't want to do it which is fine but if you had a negative experience that fueled this potential fear is Mm -hmm. what I would probably call it Mm -hmm. um, then I encourage you Um, to consider exploring it, right? For me, it's always been a very personal journey. Like, I don't ask for permission to do things, like to try new things and to experiment with things, right? Like, I didn't find ganja yoga and then decide to do ganja yoga. It was this thing that sort of naturally evolved. Mm. So if you feel this sort of pull toward it, then I encourage you to follow that. And if you need help with that safe container with like how to approach it and Mm -hmm. what to use, right? Because there's, like I mentioned before, there's so many different 
methods mm. for consuming and using cannabis. Finding a teacher, finding somebody who does these things, who hosts these things, who is a guide for other people through these things, right? Everybody is a little bit different, but having somebody who's able to help you navigate it, to let you know that no matter what happens, you're safe, that no matter what happens, you're okay. Yeah. Um, that is probably, probably the most important thing to consider is what I would say. There's this uh, <laughs> there's this sort of rule or uh, thing that we like to say in the Ganji Yoga teacher training, and it is to assume that we all love you. Ooh. It's to assume that it's all good, or at least it's balanced, right? Just giving yourself permission to relax. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I feel more relaxed when you said that. I was like, oh. <laughs> Cool. Well, beautifully put. Beautifully put. Because I, I've kind of been, I've kind of in that category of like having bad experiences and talking to you more about it. I'm like, ooh, why wouldn't I want to? I do feel pulled. So thank you. Um, thank you for enlightening me, mm-hmm. enlightening us. Would you care to guide us through, or just kind of brief us through, and what an elevated session looks like exactly? Mm, that's a good question. I would say that without giving too much away. Sure. Right. Sure. I'm like, let me think about these sessions that I've done because I only do them virtually right now. So um, usually we spend the first, like these these sessions, I make them 75 minutes. I make them a little bit longer, just a little mm. more relaxed, right? And we spend the first 15 minutes um, just before we get on our mats. We have come with our method ready to go. So like for me, like having my pipe ready or their other person having their bong ready whatever mm-hmm, it is right mm-hmm. and uh checking in checking in how are we doing what are we thinking for today's practice right like is there anything specific that mm-hmm. is coming up for you either in your mind or your emotions or your body um, and so we sort of reflect on that intention and use that as we imbibe as we sort of come into ceremony together. It's mm-hmm. a way to think about it. Um, it really is. So when we're both consciously coming together and saying we're going to use this plant in order to guide a session of healing is mm-hmm. how it works. So they all look a little bit different after that. Um, mm-hmm. Same in the sense that most of the time we're moving very slowly, um, but depending on the person, depending upon you know whatever it is they have going on, most of the people that I... I can't even really say that. I can't even say most. People will typically either come with one or the other. Either it'll be something very specific physically that's going on, like an area of their body that has been giving them a lot of trouble or something that's just not working right or moving right or just causing a lot of pain. Or it can be that exact same thing but in an emotional sense, Mm. right? There's something very specific that they are working through in their relational life or in their emotional life or their inner world that they want to explore. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think, a word that could accurately describe every session. It is a session of exploration, Mm. right we're not here to like solve a problem or get to a specific end Mm -hmm. it's very much about 
acknowledging what is present right now and working with what is coming up because that is the gift that cannabis offers is that connection to what is real connection to what is coming up and is present in your life right now mm-hmm. so I don't know if that answers your question at all no it does <laughs> it does it's the essence of what that session would look like mm-hmm. yeah and it sounds like every session is going to be different yeah yeah, yeah. I love it. Sometimes we're crying. Sometimes we're laughing. Mm. Sometimes we're just doing restoratives. Um, sometimes we're just meditating. Like, and a lot of times it's just a combination. You yeah, know, a lot yeah. of different things. So that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So just to be clear about your personal growth journey with this, it was basically your relationship with cannabis has changed, mm-hmm. right? And healing has occurred. I'm sure there's been more healings than the the initial one since, right? Uh, listen. Not to get too personal. <laughs> no, no, but... no. No, uh, bro. <laughs> you would be correct. You would okay. be correct if you made that assumption. Um, yeah, God, since 2019, I've thought about this a couple times where I'm like, how many, how many times have I engaged in this way? And it's hard to tell, you know, it's important mm-hmm. to have sober practice. It's important to like have practices where you're not using it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think is a personal journey for every individual because my experience is what it is. And it is what got me to where I am now, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so what is true for me, what is right for me, what is correct for me, couldn't possibly be the same as somebody whose journey with the plant is completely different. Totally. It's completely different. So I feel like I've been working up to this my whole life unknowingly, cool. right? You know how you have to have – you have to – you have to learn your lessons. There's wisdom and things that you don't get to know until you know it. Mm-hmm. And you don't know it until you experience, experience yeah. it, until you do it. Yeah. So for me to have all of these years where I was using it in a way that almost numbed me to my experience because I wasn't in places where I was able to process or in places where I was able to truly express mm. what was happening it kind of pushed me in the other direction wow does that make sense that t- well that's been my experience uh-huh. yeah. okay so when I took that break and when I said okay I don't have to be in this pit there there's nothing for me there and I know that I do love this plant because it's not like all of those years, every experience was a bad experience exactly right yeah, yeah. but the amount that I was using it made it so that most of my experiences were not that great. <laughs> they Got were not it. that yeah. great. Yeah. But I knew the good ones were there. And I was like, yeah. oh, those are those are what I want to connect with. And I didn't know at the time exactly what that was. It was usually when I was by myself. Mm. It was usually when I was by myself, right? Like, now I don't get high with anybody. Like, it's very mm-hmm. specific. It's very specific people that I will do that with because I'm aware of all of these things now. And I know... Yeah. Um, I know what happens when you're not in the right energy or when you're not in the right headspace. And, um, but I know that I'm going to be okay with that. Right. And that's to jump back, you know, to my personal experience is that I've spent a lot of time with it. 
not only with the plant itself, but reflecting upon what the journey has been. Mm. Reflecting upon what the journey has been like and where I am with it now and what it does for me now and what I, how I like to use it with other people too. Um, so, yeah. That's so cool. What are your thoughts about the body high versus the head high with cannabis? Oh, yes. Um, this is something that I heard a lot about when I was a younger person like everybody would just talk about it. It was like this sort of like, do you know yourself? Do you know your weed is how we would call it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, do you feel this in your head or do you feel this in your body? Like, what they'd do you say think, it like man? That. Yeah, they did. <laughs> right? They did. Okay, and I was like, I don't know. Right? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe do I feel this in my head or in my body? And I think uh, I was around people recently who were using this sort of, what's the right word like these this language to describe the experience right and (laughs) and I don't really identify with it because I never really found that terminology helpful like I never differentiated my own experience in that way like I was never able to say oh yes I feel this in my head or I feel this in my body um because what we need when we get high I feel like is different and your ability to recognize and discern what your needs are I think it's like if you don't have that level of awareness of like what I'm doing and why I'm doing it um, then you actually can get stuck in the head Oh wow! you can get stuck in the head and so you just are constantly trying to analyze and understand your experience instead of being in your experience instead of having your experience Mm -hmm. right so um isolating that awareness of your experience to only your head or only your body it is like a contradiction it's like a contradiction to the gift that we are given when we are engaging with cannabis which is the union of the mind and the body yeah right so I don't, I would never say that like people are wrong in yeah. saying, you know, like I feel this in my head or I feel this in my body, but I think it's like, for me, like that's not deep enough. Like I feel it in both all the time, all the but time. that's, I'm connected to both and I'm, I actively keep that channel open and I work back and forth within it. Yeah. So, um, I think that there's more, there's, there's more to be explored right Mm. if you feel yourself getting stuck there like oh where do I feel this or what's happening right like that's just the surface that's Mm. just the surface level and if you're able to kind of like allow yourself to go a little bit deeper and instead of saying is my experience right or is it what it should be Mm -hmm. just saying what is my experience right what is happening what do I feel the inquiry what is coming up exactly that inquiry that exploration that curiosity Mm. Mm mm-hmm Oh, this has been such a good conversation. Uh, Where can we connect with you out in the world, Anna? So out in the world, I have a website. I just launched it this year. It's just, yes, I know. Um, It's just AnnabethYoga.com, spelled just like it sounds. Um, Also on Instagram, that's my handle. It's at AnnabethYoga. So Instagram is like just where I post content and other things, right? So 
different mm-hmm. pieces of information and insights, information about live classes that I teach, both in person and online. So those are the main places um, where we can connect. Yeah, and I'll have uh, all of Anna's info in the show notes, so you're just one click away from connecting with Anna. I'll also put all the resources mentioned in the show notes as well, like Katie Bowman's website. Uh, Anna, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a lovely conversation. Yeah, thanks for inviting me back and asking me such great questions. I wanted to share my personal uh, insight on this really important interview, in my opinion, because I am probably the most skeptical person when it comes to yoga and cannabis together. I come from people who celebrate cannabis. I, Growing up, I've always had friends who love marijuana. I've tried my whole life to like it, to be honest. I never could like it. And it wasn't until this actual interview with Anna, I guess I always correlated cannabis with uh, partying and fun. And what this interview has taught me, what Anna has taught me is this can be a very deep spiritual practice, a, uh, a way to connect to your emotional body, uh, a way to go inward, a way not to numb out, but a way to tune in. And so I share this with you because right after my interview with Anna, a few days later, I did my own ganja yoga in my home, in my living room. And it was uh, profound and I did some deep healing work of my own. I, it started with a very slow, restorative yoga practice. I set my intention. I took my method of cannabis. And then it shifted into more like uh, from the restorative practice, it became more meditative. And, you know, long story short, similar to Anna's experience, she shared uh, the root chakra. She found a profound healing there. I had that as well. Um, And I know I know ganja yoga is not limited to just healing the root. I know, you know, you can heal many different things, but I found that interesting. And it was just so necessary for me when I was in that um, place of needing healing, I really, really needed that help uh, to heal my root on my own. And it was so empowering doing it all on my own. And I know being a teacher, I know being a yoga teacher and studying this stuff helps me, uh, has helped me to get to that place where I could do ganja yoga and I could help myself go deeper with the knowledge I've learned. But um, I just, this is all just to say that I am the biggest skeptic and I always, you know, carry everything with a grain of salt and I wasn't completely sold about ganja yoga. And then after my interview with Anna, I was, and then I tried it and now I really am. And so I just want to share that with you. If you're on the fence, if you were a skeptic like me, um, just see, see if it helps you. Um, it, it has helped me immensely. I definitely will continue. And I hope that this shared experience, this what I'm sharing with you right now, um, maybe inspires you to seek your own healing in whatever way that works for you. And, and one thing I want to say, last thing I want to say is mm, 
guru culture. I am anti-guru culture. I don't believe a guru can heal you. I believe they can hold space for you and they can facilitate healing. But I believe you do your own healing. And I feel very much like Ganja Yoga created that for me. So yeah, that's it. And um, I would love to hear from you um, about your experience, if you try this out yourself, or what you thought of the episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you receive value from the show, please write us a five-star review and or you can text this episode to just one friend who you know will love yoga and podcast. We thank you so much in advance for the huge favor. Word of mouth helps support the show in reaching a greater audience and we could not grow without you. If you want to connect with us, our email is yogaandpodcast at gmail.com. The and is spelled out Y-O-G-A-A-N-D podcast at gmail. Please follow us on Instagram at yoga and podcast. We are now on TikTok. The handle is also yoga and podcast. When you follow us, we will follow you right back on both platforms. Music is by Mama Duke. Graphics, guest booking, and media by me, your host, Ashley Weber. I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening.